So there's always body, mind, spirit, and all three of them are just as important, but the spiritual part is often either overlooked or some people may say woo woo or it's weird or strange when it's really not. It's just a part of who we are as a whole mind, body, spirit part of us. And so understanding that that part is just as important as the other ones and how to work with it because as an energetic being in a spiritual body and moving through the world, we come encounter with a lot of other energies. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Becoming More Me. I'm very excited to introduce you today to my friend, Teresa Shantz. Now, Teresa and I met a little over a year ago when I came on her awesome podcast, Enthusiastically Spiritual, for the first time. And she is on a personal mission to help others understand and embrace the spiritual part of their journey. I love that. She's extremely sensitive, she and you know, energetically, and has walked through a large portion of her life not understanding that sensitivity. And from autoimmune disease to a debilitating uh, bout of psoriasis, I know I read about that in your book that sounded horrible, her path eventually led her to reawakening past lives and understanding how to work with her energy field. Once she awakened the unseen parts of her life and how she could heal herself, she began sharing with others the importance of working with the spiritual part of their lives. She's the co-owner of TNT Spiritworks with her soulmate, Tom, and together they travel the world. In fact, they just got back from Australia, and I cannot wait to hear more about that. And they you know, share spiritual tools and techniques with others in how to keep their energy fields clear, work with psychic perceptions, connect with your team of inner guidance, and live life as enthusiastic as you possibly can. In June of 2023, Teresa published her book, The Soul Quake Survival Guide, Reviving Your Connection to Spirit in Earthshaking Times. And it's a beautiful book, and I really enjoyed reading it. And it has it takes you through these 12 spiritual awarenesses and all of these stories that Teresa tells, and it gives you a map to guide you through life's small and large obstacles or soul quakes that can sometimes shake us all to the core, right? And this book is a must-have as we all traverse life and its ever-changing scenarios around us. This lifetime, Teresa served in the U.S. Air Force. She's a full-time homemaker and mom, a massage therapist and healer, and now a full-time podcaster and spiritual way-shower. And she loves living life by following her heart's desires and being enthusiastic. And I am so excited to hear that enthusiasm in your voice and everything that you're going to share with us today, Teresa. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Teresa. It is an absolute pleasure to be here and becoming more me. So, hey, I love it. Absolutely. And I feel like as I read through your book, there was all the ways that you have become more you through your journey. And I love that. It definitely aligns with the show's purpose. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, I was introducing you, you just got back from an awesome and long trip to Australia. How was that? It was amazing. Um, We were there in 2020 was the last time we were there for nine months during COVID. And so we went back to do some finalizing things with um, a visa I was I put in plan and in place and um, and meet up with some other people. And so it was interesting going back into a place energetically, especially being as sensitive as both Tom and I are. 
and feeling the difference between 2020, 2023, the people we came into contact with, the stories we heard, and what people were really going through energetically in the last three years and where they're at now. And it was quite an interesting you know, journey and stories that we heard. It was really a great time. What kind of differences did you notice or what were you aware of that had really shifted? Well, the thing about Australia is that they are really about a year to a year and a half behind the US. So they were in lockdown as an island because Australia is an island for at least a year, a year and a half. So where they're at is probably where we we were at like a year ago. So there's still a feeling there of, um, of some fear. Of course, they're not all wearing masks anymore, but there is definitely still that overlay of, um, of, of worry of what's coming next of anxiety and also seeing what people have been through with, you know, being vaccinated, with being isolated and you know, being depressed because they were involved in places and, you know, they couldn't get out amongst and over there too, in Melbourne, especially, they could only go, I think it was five um, kilometer kilometers. So they couldn't go very far from their house. Yeah. Unlike here in the States where, you know, we were under lockdown and we could go, but we could move pretty freely and they couldn't over there. So a lot of that really just, um, it affected them greatly. And it's, it's an unfortunate thing. I mean, we're all where we're at in this situation of what happened and, but yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's kind of, you know, disheartening in a way of, of seeing how, where people are at there now compared to where we were before the pandemic. So. Absolutely. I'd love for you to share a little bit just about you outside of like work and the book and everything else. Like, tell us a little bit about your day-to-day life, what you enjoy, who you spend your time with, that sort of thing. Well, um, really, I spend my time a lot with Tom, who's my soulmate and my business partner, my husband. Um, You know, it's funny, Teresa, because just I was thinking about today, like, what are some of the outside things I do do? And, you know, I enjoy reading. I enjoy music. I enjoy concerts. Um, but I also enjoy like taking a break from things. And I, I know like, you know, you're a pretty busy woman also, you know, having your book come out and the podcast and your business. And a lot of times I'm even myself, I'm guilty of not taking true breaks from the work to actually allow things to settle, to integrate, to new inspiration yeah. to come through. And so that's one of the things I really lately have been um, inspired to do more of for myself is to take time in nature, to take time by just going out and being, you know, in different areas, even even at the mall, honestly, being around yes. people and just, you know, and those normal things that some of us do. And even Costco, I'm like, hi, just kind of like being in Costco, but just, you know, with other people. So yeah, just kind of out and about. So those are some of the things that I really enjoy doing when I'm not working on my podcast or the book or some other kind of aspect of my business. Yeah. Which I know that like me, you really enjoy what you do with all of that too. So sometimes it feels like we're not necessarily working when we're working, but I definitely agree with you about, you know, taking time to just be and integrate and enjoy things. I realized at some point in the last year that I haven't just gone to the mall and just walked around purposelessly. in a very long time. And I think for me, that was closely tied to having young children and it not really being very enjoyable. (laughs) But when I can get there on my own and just window shop and like pick up things and touch them or look through books at a bookstore or whatever, it's so nice, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So yes, I I feel you in taking time to just do those things that just feel good and don't necessarily have a purpose that's tied to our or work or whatever else. Now, both of us do a lot of work around awareness. You know, it's Mm -hmm. definitely tied very closely to what we do. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective on the value of awareness. 
Well, my perspective on the value of awareness, especially around that spiritual part of who you are or that energetic, unseen, often said part that we just can't really put a, you know, put a word on it is to really understand that that part of us is as important as the body and mind part. So there's always body, mind, spirit, and all three of them are just as important. But the spiritual part is often either overlooked or some people may say woo woo, or it's weird or strange when it's really not. It's just a part of who we are as a whole mind, body, spirit part of us. And so understanding that that part is just as important as the other ones and how to work with it, because as an energetic being in a spiritual body and moving through the world, we come encounter with a lot of other energies that affect us. And like you mentioned, you know, my, um, my psoriasis and some of the skin things and some of the things I went through my whole life, which some I share in the book is um, areas that I didn't recognize how sensitive energetically that I was. And so when I came into contact with say areas that I might've had a past life in and some energies affected me or might've stimulated parts inside of me, like a little soul quake where things started percolating and it came out my skin or it came out as an autoimmune disease where I was very ill. So understanding that all that we feel and all that we we experience in our, our body and our skin and our whole, you know, on makeup can oftentimes come back to that energetic part of us. So understanding how to discern what's me, what's not me. And especially on a daily basis, because my God, I have the same thing. I mean, going through, you know, every single day, I'm like, wow, that's not me or that thought's not me or that feeling can just be, it can be such a game changer. And really, Teresa, it was in my life. I mean, when I, especially when I was a massage therapist healer, I had so many times where I went home not feeling well. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started getting psoriasis in my hands, which I do share in the book about. And so I had no idea. I mean, even as a massage therapist, because the massage school where I went to, they didn't talk about energy. I just had experiences. And And I didn't know what that was linked to, like taking on the energy of the people that you were working on and working that closely. Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And not knowing how to cleanse, you know, myself, my area, you know, um, setting up the energy at, with boundaries as people came into my area to do, you know, deep work. Absolutely. Do you sure. have any favorite practices for that? I know I do. I love to do like, like the zip up, you know, where you pretend like you're like uh-huh. zipping up your energy, you zip it up to like right below your lip and then you come over your back and you zip up over to your upper lip, but you never cross the lips because you don't want to. <laughs> you know, buying that energy. But I always Mm -hmm. do that like before I meet with clients or even Mm -hmm. like when I'm transitioning from the end of a workday and my kids coming home from school and just Mm -hmm. kind of that sort of thing. What are some of your favorite ways to kind of protect your energy or cleanse it? Yeah, well, there's three that I do share in the book, Um, a personal cleansing, which I do all the time as well. It just really helps cleanse the energy of, you know, from the chakras to the aura And then I also share one that's for an environmental cleanse and then also going out further and cleansing the earth, which Tom and I do on a daily basis. Yeah, because it all, you know, it all goes together. So that's my favorite. I mean, there's all, I've used crystals, I've used all kinds of things. So there's all kinds of different techniques out there. But for myself, what I share in the book really has been what I've used for several years and it's been a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So can you define for those of us who haven't read your book, what a soul quake is, or how do you know if you're having one? Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. So a soul quake is when you are going through some type of challenge, an obstacle, it could even be getting out of bed the wrong way and just kind of feel strange. And it initiates a kind of a trembling or shaking from within. 
So this can also happen when, honestly, when you're watching a movie and you get fearful and all that inner side, right? You're just kind of like shaken to the core. And it's funny because when I first came up with this name, I was like, what is that? And so I was, and I share in the book, I grew up in California where the earth shook. And so that's where I start the the story in the book with is the fact that, you know, like how the earth shakes, well, we also shake inside. So that's where soul quake came from is that our inner soul and that quaking. And it can happen from, you know, very minuscule things to major things like divorce and death and car accidents and whatever. Right. So, so we're experiencing all, you know, all the time and just like you and your beautiful work with EFT, I mean, you know, you have ways of calming the nervous system. Yeah. I also do yoga nidra, which you and I've talked about before, which calms the nervous system. There's techniques to calm the nervous system. So there's all these amazing things to support what we go through is what I call soul quakes. Yeah. And I loved mm-hmm. thinking about you. Um, I think it was the first chapter of your book, I think. And then in the fifth chapter of my book, which is called Everyone's Got a Pandemic Story, we both mm-hmm. shared like pandemic experiences. And I love how you like called that a soul quake. And I started to kind of think back through my own experiences there as like, oh, yeah, that, that is definitely what that was and how it showed up. So it was really cool to be able to you know, read your book and then think about my stories from that time. Cause like, like the chapter is called in my book, everyone's got a pandemic story. Think about that through the lens of it being a soul quake. Mm, you know, interesting. Yeah. It was very cool. I like that. And um, so if you feel like you're going into a soul quake or you're experiencing one or whatever, what is like your favorite first thing to do? And I know you talk about a lot of this in the book, but for people who are just getting started with this, like what's the best first thing to do when you realize you're in that place? Well, I would say, um, you know, having a cleansing technique to, to work with your energy field first, because in the book I do talk about, you know, energy, you know, mind and body, everything. Right. So that would be the first thing is to discern what's going on. And sometimes that's challenging because the fact that we are going through something. So even like, as I move through my life and I'm a human, so even though I have all these techniques and use them all the time, things come at me all the time. So I may be thrown off a bit. And so then, okay, I'm, I'm cleansing and, you know, what, and then I start discerning, you know, what, what's going on with me? What, where's this coming from? What, you know, again, what are the, what, what am I hearing in my voice or what am I feeling? So really it's, it starts with that cleansing technique or a way to really go, okay, you know, settle, you know, get in your pivot and go, what's, what's this all about? What's really going on with me? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we both also talk in our books about, you know, the value of slowing down. I think in your book, you talk about it as the healing medicine of slowing down. Was there something particular that kind of made the value of that really apparent to you? Like, was there something that you were going through in your life when you decided that you needed more of that, that really brought that forward for you? Well, you know, it's funny because for myself, um, I'm kind of like, you. I mean, I'm like a (laughs) go-getter and go, 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 go. And so it's been, you know, like the times when I had my hands break out in psoriasis and I had to stop. Right. So that's for, for myself. Unfortunately, I had tr- times when I, you know, like one time I was ice skating. I'll give you an example. I was ice skating and I was tired, but Tom and his boys were out there and I'm like, I want to keep going. And then I had an accident and broke my shoulder. And if I would have listened, if I would have slowed down and go, you know what? Okay, I, I feel real tired. I'm hearing the spirit that's, you know, getting me off the ice. 
I probably wouldn't have had that the accident. So unfortunately, at times, you know, there are times when we have to be almost hit in the head or hit the ice and go through things to go, oh, I really need to slow down now or with my hands and massaging. I can't massage anymore. So I had to close my practice. I mean, so it was, you know, getting to those when I might have been able to listen earlier and go, you know, I probably need to really start understanding more about my energy. But again, Teresa, I was working with what I was working with at that time. I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's other stories where you obviously listened to it, like the story you tell about your daughter and buying her the new car, um, you know, a few weeks before she has an accident. And just because you only because you had this knowing that she needed something safer, that kind of prophecy there. So, you know, and maybe that's not quite the same as slowing down, but it does equate to a better listening to what's coming through. Absolutely. And that is key. It's listening to what are we feeling? And and then what's coming in from spirit? I mean, because it comes in different ways. It comes in words and feelings and knowings and also in pictures. So gathering those tools and whichever way you, you know, you communicate through with those and knowing that, okay, yeah, yeah, I have a feeling. And I, and then my husband, my ex-husband, I talked about, you know, she needs a new car and I just had a bigger picture. So yeah, that kind of incident and um, was really helpful. <laughs> Thank goodness. So, yeah, I guess I always try to think about that in my own life because there's plenty of things where I did slow down and I did listen to the voice even during those times in my life when at large, I really wasn't, you know, and I have to go back and kind of like acknowledge like, you know, you were, you were doing the best that you knew how then, and you still were slowing down and you still were listening to your intuition, just not as much as you do now. You know, right. yeah, we, we doing the best story. you could do right at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about this trip that you just went on. As I was saying before we started recording, I always just love to hear travel stuff like places that you really enjoyed while you were uh, in Australia or things that you would recommend people like definitely add to their bucket list or whatever they want to call it and make sure that they do in this lifetime. What do you think? Well, um, yeah, Australia is one. You know, it's funny because years ago, before I met my current husband, Tom, we connected in 2017. I had no feeling to go to Australia. I mean, I thought about it. I'm like, no, too far. I don't, I really honestly didn't have a feeling. And that's kind of how my whole life's been when, especially my travels, like I have no feeling that all of a sudden something will pop up and like, oh, I really want to go there. So obviously meeting Tom, this is our third time going over there. And you know, there's so many amazing areas to to all of Australia. I mean, this is obviously the um, the East Coast. So, with, so we started in Sydney for a week, and then we went down the coast and spent most of the time in Melbourne, where his boys are at. Okay. So, like the Mornington Peninsula, which is um off of Melbourne, is just a beautiful area. We went to a place called um called French Island, where it has the largest majority and the largest um I guess quantity of koala bears cool. anywhere. So the koala bears often have diseases um, that they get on the mainland. And so these are totally disease free. And so they actually take some there and they take them to other islands like Kangaroo Island, which is way down south, which is another amazing island. Um, And so that was a really cool experience. It's not a real big place, French Island, but it was nice to go over and just have that experience of seeing koalas in the in nature and in their, you know, like they're they're healthy and they're, you know, with their babies. And it was just amazing experience. And um, the whole coast down um, down from Sydney to Melbourne is beautiful. And so that was really interesting, too, because we were there in 2020 was the wildfires, the big wildfires. I mean, like most of Australia was burning at that time. It was really interesting and very and very intense. 
Sure. So at that point, you know, going through there before it was everything was burned and now there was plush green coming back and the, some of the trees and they were still obviously burnt, but it's just beautiful how, see how mother nature replenishes and renews. And this has happened over and over again throughout the time that, you know, the earth has been here. So seeing that, you know, and going, wow, it's, it, it does come back, you know? Yeah. That can be really nice to see after seeing how bad it can be. Cause it was, we were there in 2020, which was so crazy before the pandemic. It was, I mean, like every place you we went to, we actually had to get masks. It was that much smoke in the air. So it was really crazy. So yeah, seeing the difference, I'm like, oh boy, it's so beautiful to not have the smoke. I mean, I know they go through it every single year in some, you know, in, in certain amounts, but that 2020 before that, or not 2019 to 2020 was just intense. Yeah. Yeah. So while you were there and traveling, was that a good time for you to be in slowness and to kind of receive some great downloads and ideas? Well, you know, it's funny because we were pretty active going from place to place, but but we were not doing, we were doing like more inner work than actually outer work. Because last time we were there, we were doing mind, body, spirit festivals. So this time I'm like met with my business mentor in Sydney. I met with my energetic healing mentor in Melbourne. So there was more time for, for my kind of, you know, work on my personal than, yeah. than being out in the world. So it was definitely a time of, um, of connecting to the energy of Australia, the people, the place, and, the, and then, you know, doing my own work. So oh, I love that. What yeah. are you excited to do with your work now that you're back? Back. Well, um, shifting a few things and for 2024, and I'm actually taking a break. Um, my podcast, I'm gonna do a little, um, you know, hiatus and away for a little while, because I've actually, from 2020, when I started it to now, I've not taken any breaks, Teresa. Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, no breaks at all. And that's a big deal. Like for the first eight months or so, I was doing two, uh, two a week. Yeah. And then I went to week. So yeah, I've been gangbusters for over three and almost a half year. So I'm going to do a little hiatus the first part of 2020 to just give myself some space and to come back, you know, and, and kind of to see where everything's at, because in three years, a lot's changed for myself personally, as well as the world, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's nice. I'm glad you're going to give yourself a break because your podcast is amazing and I'm, it seems to be very mm -hmm. successful. And I know sometimes it can be really hard to step away from things that are going with that kind of momentum and realize like, you know what, it's going to be here when I get back and it's going to be just fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are the ways that people can, can work with you and define what you're doing? Well, I'm really active on Facebook. So it's Teresa Shantz on Facebook. Um, I do have a TNT one, but not so much there. But Teresa Shantz is where I'm really at. Um, TNT Spiritworks, you can check out what we do, what we're doing. Um, but primarily Facebook is a place where I'm, I'm very active with my community and, you know, and, and posting all the time and sharing, you know, um, wisdom and reels and different things. So that's that would really be the go to, I would say, right now. Definitely. Amazing. And is the yeah. website TNTSpiritworks.com? It is. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure yeah. all of that goes in the show notes. Um, Thank you, dear. <laughs> I, I loved when I was, I started to cry when I was reading the end of your book and you shared about, you know, your brother and, um, and you shared the story about the Cardinal. Cause I have a lot of Cardinal stories myself, and that just really struck a chord with me. I found some tears welling up in my eyes as, uh, I always, the Cardinals are always my grandmother. 
you know, yeah. and mm -hmm. I always, you know, see her whenever the Cardinals are there, you know, like it's to me, it's like seeing her not necessarily like a message about her. It's like, there she is. And then whenever I see um, like a, a nice like blue heron or whatever in a lake or a pond or something, that's always my grandpa. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's just, and these things show up at the, you know, the darndest times and in the coolest ways. And so I loved, you know, hearing about your signs. Have there been any other ways that like signs have really shown up in really prominent ways for you in your life? Well, I would definitely say through the animals and, and like you say, in birds, um, but really all kinds of animals. So um, that's the primary way that they've shown up as well as, you know, of course, getting like, you know, once in a while, a feather somewhere or, or hearing something, but prime, but yeah, the Cardinals and that's to me, that's like a, a bird of spirit. And it just, like I said, in the, in the you know book, since I shared the story about my brother and what happened that, that morning and how we saw it and, I, yeah, I've heard that from several people that have read the book that it's that really touched them because of the fact that it's that bird is a, is associated with so many people and their loved ones. So it, it was a, a real special time to write that in the book and to share it. Yeah, it's definitely an unmistakable bird. You see it no matter what time of year it is, and it just it pops up in the darnest places. So I thought mm -hmm. that was really cool. Are there any um, closing thoughts or additional things you'd love to share with people? Things you think people ought to know about their energy, about spirit, about any of the lovely work you do? Well, I guess I'd like to, to end with just letting your listeners and, um, and um, watchers know that, you know, just trust what you're picking up on and really understanding that um, no matter what it looks like for you, because it looks different for all of us, to really embrace it and to really just, you know, take a moment and go, hmm, what is, what is that about? Or, you know, how can I work with that more in my life or differently? And because there's so much out there right now in the spiritual realm, as well as in the healing realm. And so really being selective and um, discerning what works for you, because what works for you may not work for me or may not work for Teresa, because we're all unique souls. So I think that would be the, the last piece is just letting you know that, you know, just just take notice of that spiritual part of you, no matter how you're embracing it right now. And know that when you see weird things or hear things or whatever, it's some, there's something to it. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. And I definitely highly recommend your book. Um, for those of you who haven't read it, you can pick it up on Amazon. And um, I enjoyed listening to it on Audible, of course, because uh, that's always my go-to favorite way to consume <laughs> literature. And it's read by Teresa if you get the Audible version. So I find that to also be a wonderful perk. And um, are there any other places that people should be looking for the book or just just Amazon. Um, Amazon.com worldwide and Barnes and Noble. Okay, perfect. I'll yeah. make sure all of that's in the show notes too. And thank you thank so you much so for much being here so today. It was so thank fun. You, to... it's, been, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes. And, and good luck on your book and everything. And oh, I'm just so, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful book. Thank you. Appreciate you. And thank you all for listening and tuning in. I know everybody has a, a choice of what they listen to. And I always appreciate you tuning in to Becoming More Me. So thank you. For spending some of your precious time with me today. If you love this episode, please leave a review or simply share it with someone else who would get great benefit from it too. If you share on social media, please tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. 
And if your inner critic is still trying to argue with those facts, hit me up. We've got work to do.